Hello, everybody, and welcome to New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast. Today, I'm here with Hannah Marco, and she is all the things, rapper, MC, sex worker, just fucking queer idol, basically, <laughs> all the things. And I reached out to her last week when I was sharing, like, I'm so feeling this place of where sacred sexuality and the queer world is getting to come together. Um, I was lucky enough to meet Hannah at this um, queer stories when she was emceeing, which was so phenomenal. It's like in tears, just like feeling all this beauty of like some of the stories were being shared there that evening. And yeah, just starting off for the budding friendship. So I'm going to hand over to you, Hannah. Tell us a little bit about, yeah, what you've been up to, why you're so passionate about the queer space. Cool. Thanks, Victoria. Love that intro. I feel like a full-blown gangster these days um awesome so yeah I suppose um again my name's Hannah or Han Marco when I'm feeling really extroverted Hanarchy when I'm feeling like a rapper um and Quinn when I'm you know being a little bit more in the shadows a little bit more in the sex work realm um feeling just really excited about this intersection that um we've kind of started to drop in around in terms of um, you know, tantra and sexuality and all of these real binary terms of, you know, masculine and feminine and male and female, and then how the queer world and queer language actually fits into that, which I feel really excited about delving further into because I feel just really inspired about how much of a gray area there is in the queer world and how much more we can get when we take on all these different cultures and all these different languages and we we recognize how much of a spectrum um mm. sexuality and fluid and and gender and how fluid um, we can be inside of that spectrum the more that we push on edges or the more that we understand um or feel safe to flow a little bit further and unravel ourselves a little bit more when it comes to um yeah I suppose taking the patriarchy out of our conditioning around what we need to be both in the bedroom, both outside the bedroom, what we wear, what we don't. Um, and so I just feel really excited about how much growth um, we can all have when we can sort of unravel the, the, the structure in which we have inside of our head, which is a lot social conditioning um and just being raised in a certain way to think that we have to be or feel a certain way so that's why I love so much about what you do um at the new paradigm because um it really feels like these are already questions that you're already asking um and you're already unraveling and trying to sort of get with I suppose the program of, of the new age and um take in all that history from all different cultures and learnings and then okay well how does that feel with me how does that feel now how do we integrate that into into now so yeah I'm feeling really excited just to to continue to go deeper in with you and um and yeah just super grateful to be here and be giving a platform to to all my queer honeys out there so thank you yeah thank you yeah I like actually what you just said about like uh you know kind of like what's on the other side of the patriarchy and actually that actually feels like where queer lives at the moment you know and I've actually as I've been tracking these conversations I've been having a few of them now I almost feel like where queer is now is going to be different in the future it's almost like um what it means to be queer now is like like almost really alternative you know 
And it's like, I wonder, like, as we start to let she go, for me, that definition, I hadn't really heard that before. Like, what what it, what are we when we take the patriarchy out of what who we are, out of ourselves, you know? And that actually feels like a much, like, that feels like a really solid definition right now. Because, you know, obviously I was chatting to you. I was like, am I defined as queer? I was like, I should, I look hetero in the world, but like, I also, you know, sleep with women. And there's like, and I'm not super attached to gender and all those different things. And it's just like, really finding where that lives inside of the the reality of like the world at the moment and I feel like this is kind of what's inspired the podcasting is like I feel like I'm not the only person having that conversation inside of the head am I queer enough is this queer you know like all those different pieces and I really like that idea of just like releasing the conditioning and now who are we you know that's really where I live for like I'm only interested in people that are in that conversation so you know in that way maybe everybody I know is queer (laughs) you know (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I love what you're saying, because the thing is, again, I've told you this before, um, I've had a lot of conversations with people who do ask themselves the same thing, like, am I queer enough? Like, you know, I don't look the certain way, I'm not really using the language. Like, there's lots of things that um, I suppose the, you know, the PC culture really defines it as. Um, But to be honest, like, again, labeling things is binary and and patriarchal like that's what our the baby boomers and sort of people who are more in that normal spectrum like need to categorize someone to then understand who they are and so if you don't actually want to take that label you don't need to take that label you know who you are inherently Um, but I feel very much like you know this is actually what you were saying before that the queer thing is is going to be changing all the time in the sense that like you know for me growing up I never had anyone that actually looked like how I looked at that time you know very firm like I look more alternative now but back before the tats back before the the piercings and everything I was looking very straight very firm and the only sort of representation that I had of a queer person was like that real kind of dikey stereotype of like chicks with shaved heads and tats and you know I thought to myself like how do I fit into this category like that's not actually who I want to be that's not what I desire to look like like where are all the people that do look like me and I feel like now sort of 10 years later um, the beauty about reclaiming this word queer because again it actually used to be a negative word like to be queer was different and in that time of when we had to all be the same and cookie cutter and all be doing the same things and fit into this kind of society queer was actually the word that they used to define you as different but in a negative way so it would actually be like oh you're queer or oh that person's a queer like really it was defined as a negative way and through this time period it's actually been reclaimed and now that difference is actually beautiful and is unique and is diverse and that's where people really gain their their power from and I suppose in the intersection of that if we are going to talk about sexuality a little bit more it's like those kind of more um, outside of the box um, 50 shades of of gray type stuff that would have been real scandalous back in the day any kink or anyone being into more kind of sexually explorative stuff was really taboo same with like being different or the queerness so feel like even now the sexuality also has this um, ability to be pushing a lot more through the taboo like there's sex education in schools 
there's more openness to doing it safely there's you know it's sexuality really and sex really has like a bit more of a platform now um in the same way that queer people do which is fucking cool you know like in the same way that you know that difference is being embraced sexuality is also being embraced so Mm. it actually just feels like a really cool intersection too just there in terms of the time period Mm, yeah that is really cool almost like another thing I just got and what you just shared is like um I really like the idea of queer being like on that evolutionary kind of present moment you know like for me it's like you know there's periods of time when I've only been with women or I've only been with with men or you know it kind of looks like that and it's just like those experiences of just like well I can't if I'm with them if just just men for a long period of time I can't tell you that I'm now hetero and straight and all those things and monogamous and all the different stuff it's just like whoa all those labels are so like confronting to me with like knowing these other layers of my expression that show up in different timelines you know and for me there's something about like that you like you said it doesn't exist if it's in the binary still you know it's like that's not queer and I like that idea of it just being like and this is actually what I stand for at the new paradigm it's like feeling into who you are in any present moment and actually moving from that place, not from, oh, well, I'm under this label of monogamous and straight now, so I must show up in this way, or I'm queer, or I'm a lesbian, so I must only be with women now, you know, it's like, like, we def- just noticing how we're defining ourselves with who we're sleeping with, you know, and the kind of dynamic of that particular relationship, you know, like most of my relationships before the one I'm in right now were very, um, you know, you could say I was wearing the trousers or something like that, you know, like I was more in the mask. <laughs> and then, and now it's like, oh, I'm actually so much more my femme nowadays. And it's like, almost for me now, this is more confronting <laughs> because it looks so hetero. And I'm just like, wow, this is so different from me, you know? So it's been really beautiful to go, oh, this is my edge now, monogamy and, <laughs> and heteronormative. <laughs> That's awesome. It's awesome that you're able to use whatever's in front of you as a mirror. And I really like that you said like, you know, how do I move through this just from however I'm feeling and not from any story that's attached from before and not from, oh, well, like I need to do this this because it's then in, it's in alignment with my myself or my brand or my sexuality mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like that ability to be able to just go for it with however you're feeling is like so beautiful. I really love that. I really love that because I feel like that actually gives you a lot more room to to change and interestingly enough like just jumping on what you're saying before like I had always inherently been very tomboy very mask like I suppose female presenting just in my yeah like in myself but definitely like a lot more masculine grew up playing just like footy with the boys just was always just much more of a bro basketball just always my mom would try to get me into brushing my hair and doing my nails and dresses and I'd be like oh god like please no like I just it was a lot about you know society's expectation of what it was to be a woman and you know I always just thought that was so boring I'm like oh why like I don't want to be the one to just you know be cooking and and get pregnant and at the time when I was younger that's just just didn't none of it really felt like what is a woman you know so Anyway, interestingly enough, it hasn't actually been until I've gotten to 33, which I am now, and actually going into sex work and working with cis men, when all of a sudden it's being reflected back to me. I'm like, oh, 
I want to buy a G string. (laughs) I want to get my nails did. Like, oh, you know, like, and even being so much more just in that like baby girl energy or femme energy. And it's like, that's just because of the mirror that's coming back to me or the, or the space that I'm going into to do it. Or maybe it's also just being more around cis men because I just predominantly have a lot of gay friends or queer friends. Um, But again, like that's, and it's also just because I'm not feeling like I'm forced into doing that. It's not like, well, this is the expectation of what you need to be. Now it's just like, oh, I actually want to do that. And oh, like this is just the the mirror that I'm getting back, which is um, so like purely just asking me to like show up in a different way if I want to. And it's feeling really cool. Yeah, I love that. I so resonate with that whole like, you know, this is something that we do at the at the New Pride of Intimacy as well. It's like, where is the range? Like, where's the thing that you're uncomfortable in sitting in? Because there is so much gold inside of that place for us to, to like, you know, harness basically. And I think that's one of my things as well. Like when I'm like tracking the political scoping of the kind of queer and gay space, there is a sense of like um, where I resonate with the queer words versus being bisexual or gay or anything like that is like, there's something very um, boxing about the gay or bisexual space. It's like, okay, this is this is very um, stat, like static. Whereas if I go into the queer space, I'm like, oh, cool, I can just keep evolving and I can keep moving and this is whatever I want to be in this moment, you know, and that that's very resonant with my soul, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And, and the same with me as well. Like I had already, I had always categorized lesbian myself as a lesbian and it took me so much to own that and to get to that and to for it to not be a dirty word and just to be like I'm a fucking lesbian you know like <laughs> to own it and then as soon as I got to that point it was like queer became the the umbrella um and after I kept using that and using that and using that and using that I realized I hadn't even used the word lesbian in so long um and actually I was like oh where did that go like I actually still feel that I still want to be that, you know, like obviously you don't want to be boxed into it all the time, but again, like if you were feeling more masculine or like a dude that day and you were attracted to someone that was, you know, in a female body, but more masculine, like it wouldn't be lesbian because you wouldn't be feeling like a woman. You'd be feeling like a man. Um, So I love queer as the umbrella, but sometimes inside of that, I need to move into other things that I would um yeah that I I don't know that I just want to try on I feel like it's it's just fun trying things on once you get to that point of realizing how many dimensions you have inside of your sexuality space and um that's just really exciting especially someone like me who for instance had literally not been with men touched cock or cared about them in a sexual way for 10 years probably 10 years um and until I did my own personal work on my own in a masculine wound um and actually showed up and did work with men at retreats and really saw them like eye to eye and saw them in their vulnerability and allowed my inner masculine to be held and did work kind of like in conjunction with them I was able to heal a lot within my own masculinity and also be able to see them as beautiful, soft, vulnerable creatures. Because before that, I had really not given them the time for that or 
um, just had kind of like a blockage around um, them as like emotional creatures. And it wasn't until I had started doing my own work where now I'm just so, I really see them in a different way. All of a sudden I want to be in this healing space with them. And all of a sudden I'm actually viewing them as like, oh, he's cute. Like what's up with you? Like, I feel like I've all of a sudden unlocked this whole other beautiful expansive space that I had, you know, unless I had done that self-work on myself and unless I had really pushed the edges or, you know, just decided to move through my own personal stuff. Like I don't want to carry that hate around. And even though I love being like lesbian to be able to open up to all these different sexualities and open up to like this whole other spectrum of, of gender just means like, Oh my God, like how much more better sex slash like incredible experiences can I have with this like whole other spectrum of people so that just feels really exciting um, in terms of how much can be done in terms of your sexuality through your own personal work. Yeah. Oh my God. I got so much goosebumps when you were sharing all those pieces just about like looking these men in the eye. I was just like, and then I was just thinking like, I don't know, like if I haven't been with a man for a while, even if it's just because I've been single or something like that, actually it's quite intimidating to like go back into like being with a cock. Like they're a big energy, like, the way a yoni is super receptive and like open, whereas a cock is like, whoa, okay, I'm here, you know, like, how is so that for you? So confronting, like, so, so just so confronting. But also what's been really cool is like to actually be able to fully see how different, like the biological bodies work in terms of, you know, the cock being the center point of the sexuality that you kind of need to, get go to first or that the man desires kind of that erotic energy to come to first I suppose whereas um, the woman or someone who's innately a lot more feminine um, needs to have kind of that build up and the stroking and the emotional connection and you know kind of that stuff that you would talk about a lot in tantra but and but it's really interesting because like the men for instance who come in to get the erotic massage it's like they walk in thinking, all right, I need a release. Like I need this sexual release. This is what I need. And they come in and they lay down and it's like the, all the armor just actually falls off. And even though they do end up getting a release, all the other things that they do have during it, they didn't even really realize that they needed. It's like the cock took them to the self-care, you know, where they get to have, you know, like this space massage and this intimacy and someone just sitting there being like, mm -hmm, like you've just been holding it down with all this armor in this, having to walk around being like a man in society, you know, and you get to come into this space because your cock has led you here, but actually then you just get all this other self-care and you don't even, half the time they don't even realize like that they're, that they're there for touch and intimacy and that they can ask for that. Whereas, for instance, maybe someone who's like a um, like AFAB, which is like assigned female at birth person, or someone innately more feminine, or someone who has been shown a lot more self-care, like you could know to yourself, oh, my body's sore, like I'll go get a massage. Like, oh, um, like I'm, I'm going to go have a bath. Like I, there are all these things that you know about your own needs because potentially as a woman, you're allowed to be in that softness. You're allowed to look after yourself. You're allowed to, 
you know, say like, oh, I'm hurting today or I don't feel okay. And you can go and have, you know, those experiences of touch and intimacy or crying or just go and have a cry or go and self-soothe in whatever way. In this regard, sometimes men, that shows them to be weak in this patriarchal way. And so the only way that they know through in this real societal manner is actually through the cock. Mm. Like I'm coming in to get this and they do have that release, but they also get to have all these other kind of aspects to them. Um, But yes, the cock energy was really confronting because it's very different to, I suppose, the pussy, because if I'm being intimate with someone, like I'm literally going to be all over their body intimately, um, you know, the ears, the, the whispering, the touching, the, the, the building up of eros for like an hour before I'm even going to go, go close to the pussy. But in this regard, it's like the cock is just there and like thumping and just like, what's up? Like I am here and I am ready. And, you know, to go, to go in straight away and so fast and hard was definitely not anything that I was used to. Um, but definitely something that I also enjoy um, too, which I'm learning. And to just like now be aroused by cock and actually you know, be in Eros, some of these men that come in to the space, it's like, I would automatically physically not feel like, oh, I'm like not attracted to you, like say walking down the street, but then they come into the space, we get into Eros, we're in safety, we're in intimacy, we're in like holding and vulnerability. And I'm all of a sudden just totally there. And all of the Eros is there and all the intimacy is there. And we just get to create beautiful, pure, loving um, touch together. And it feels really healing, even if they don't particularly know how healing it is in that time. The Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy is a globally recognized year-long program that qualifies you to become a practitioner of the self-pleasure modality assisting clients in how to open to their pleasure and create transformation in their lives. There's never been a better time for you to follow your calling and make a difference in the world by just being you. If you're curious about joining one of the fastest growing industries, reach out via social media or our website, newparadigmintimacy.com or send over the syllabus. You just touched on one of my most favorite topics, which is just how much Eros does not give a fuck about what gender, what does it like. It just doesn't. And I just didn't know because I hadn't been in one whole biological body um, or even close to. And now that I get to be in that sphere, like just Eros really doesn't care. Like it could be the smell of someone. It could be like the the pheromones or the facial hair or the eyes or the way that they talk to me mm-hmm. or their softness. Like I could just, I can feel their soul when they're there and being able to really see these men as like just pure and like just young boys really searching for like, my energy is very like dom mother while I'm in there. So it's like, <laughs> I'm kind of like above being really like, like, you know, like I'm fucking in charge, but like, I'll hold you through 
anything. <laughs> you know, it's very, um, it's a really good balance yeah. of it all, I think. That's amazing. I love that so much. That is phenomenal. What an archetype, the dom mother. <laughs> Into it. I actually feel like that's what most men want as well, especially ones that are coming to the parlor and the sex work space. You know, it's like that is the vibe of it. Um, I'm just so into all of that, really. And I just love that reality of like how much of our, you know, it's been a long time, I think, since I've actually chosen a partner from um, the desire of how they look or their, and what I actually call this when I'm teaching it at the New Paradigm Intimacy is like their status, basically. And whether we're talking gender or whether they work in a corporate job or whether they, you know, whatever else, or if they're tradie or whatever thing they do, all of that is status. And it is like really inherent in our, um, you know, growing up, but to go for somebody that has a similar status to maybe our parents or something like that. And when you, and there's, this is one thing that I always encourage people to do is let Eros be the, um, the guiding path of your, of where you move your heart actually because when you actually can trust your desire and trust your eros um, to move it, I find that that is actually the deepest like spiritual path that you actually open for yourself. Around. And then this is, I guess, where we start to see more of that kind of sacred sexuality meeting more of this queer space. Because it's almost like you need to unlock all of that stuff to find your queerness. And then you also need to, um, you know, trust that your, sec- your spirituality is actually interlinked with your sexuality. And I feel like this is the, the beautiful intersection that you and I are just like, found our way to right now yeah for sure and I mean like previously when I talked a little bit with um with Paisley on a on a podcast when we were talking about queerness and um and spirituality and discussing about how innately they are the same thing um because you know you are on this path to figure out your like your spirituality and spirit and what does you know what what is spiritual for you and half of the time what feels spiritual to you is like is freedom or is um you know figuring out truth or being in like full-blown flow and creativity and we know that creativity and creation are coming from that same um you know orange sort of chakra where it's like that's also another spectrum creation Mm -hmm. And creativity is also another spectrum in terms of coming from the same kind of sexual energy space, you know? So innately, I feel like queerness and spirituality are, are tied really close in together. And also like when we're talking about, you know, the patriarchy and how queerness is a lot about unraveling that, spirituality is also a lot about unraveling that. Mm-hmm. because yeah. you know we get told to be a certain way we get all this education that's like capitalism and consumption and you know you can't do creativity you've got to put on a suit and you've got to be financially stable and you've got to buy a house and all those things that we get told like as young people that we need to do um our journey of spirituality is actually unraveling and shedding all of that mm-hmm. yeah and it's the same thing I think with queerness too to just feel where do we feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and what is innately going to make us feel the most free and feeling free within ourselves Mm -hmm. sexually and feeling free within ourselves just Mm -hmm. as our identity Mm -hmm. um, is. I love that so much. I think that I'm very excited for what's to come with the the queer space as well, because, um, you know, when I was younger and I used to go to 
more like queer clubs and things like that when I was living in London it was kind of terrifying actually you know it's just like you know like it was kind of like a you know um quite a lot of predatorial energy actually inside of the queer space on all genders you know and there's something about the sacred sexuality space where you start to like kind of integrate your predator and you integrate the um you know the, the different aspects of your personality so there's less like hunting and like you know that those big strong energies that we speak of and I think that's what I'm excited about for these crossovers is when we start to see um you said some of that nervous system regulation stuff that you learn in sacred sexuality alongside people that are not um approaching you from a because you fulfill some fantasy of their their, their what they've grown up with you know it's like that for me and that's when I'm starting going to start to see like more of this like epic spiritual kind of new paradigm new earth energy that I've just been like frothing for the last few years now you know yeah yeah I really like that and I really like that um <clears throat> you know there'll be even more so of these spaces where like you really can't um pick anyone's or assume anyone's gender or assume anyone's sexuality and really when you do these kind of like soulful speed datings and stuff like that, there'll be less um, ability to, you know, categorize LGBT people or poly people or put all of this separatism around segregating people in these kind of speed dating spaces or just, you know, in club spaces or whatever and actually just be more open to any person being anything and everyone being at the space, which I feel like it's already it's already really happening where people are just, um, you know, even saying the words like heteroflexible, you know, there's all these, like, there's all these terms where it's like, yeah, I'm like innately hetero, but like, you know, I'm open, like, let's do it, you know? And it, it feels cool to just, to be in a space where you could meet any person, they could be any gender, they could be any orientation, any status. And just because of that eros or just because of that, um, connection or just maybe because of that lesson um you two are able to be to be lovers for a, a certain period of time and what's also really beautiful is just always gaining something from all of those lovers or those experiences or you know just really seeing you know maybe you're having multiple lovers and you have one lover who you're really in play with and you know they don't potentially satisfy like all of everything that you want, but you're in play, and that's cool. And then you've got this other lover, and they're really intellectually stimulating, and you know that's kind of where you two go. Or you've got this one lover, and you only stay in the bedroom, or another, and you only go out to art galleries. It's like I really like this also new age concept of like non-monogamy and ethical non-monogamy, and all of these different spaces of like I suppose what you would call relationship, like. Mm -hmm like anarchist and a relationship anarchist yeah. mm -hmm. um, which I obviously love the term for um but yeah which which again is about unraveling what it is to be in relationship and what it is to show up as or oh, the man needs to be the provider and I need to like go out and bring all the money and you know like it's beautiful to just be in that space where any relationship can be anything that you want it to be as long as there's that communication um, of how to be in it or what you both desire from it. I'm a really, really, really big fan of that. And I've been listening to a lot of um, the intersection, like your own attachment patterns and being polysecure. So how to be secure in relating with multiple people, um, which I think is also really big in the queer scene. 
um, because of that kind of real definition and overlap of different genders and sexualities um, in terms of like, you know, defining what is love, what is lust, what is sex, what is um, emotions, what is all of these different sort of parts um, that can be pulled out of relating. Um, so yeah, feeling really excited about that. Um, don't know how much you go into that in the school with regards to multiple lovers and communicating and attachment styles and stuff, but I'm feeling really motivated about that at the moment. Yeah, completely. And yeah, that is a big thing that we go through, you know, if the whole understanding of like, I mean, nowadays it's like, and especially with how much we're breaching, we're like broaching all these different and like coming into the present moment versus just like being able to rely on anything that's come before us. Like I'd say one of the things that is the uh, not shadow, but like harder part of like navigating something just from the present moment is there's literally nothing to lean back on you know, like, and so I actually feel like what you're talking about with these attachment things, it's like, it can get really disorganized very quickly. And like our systems are like, whoa, I don't know where I stand because, and it's like, so much, it's almost like too much unknown for the body. Um, so I feel like it's going to become more and more and more important for us to be regulating the nervous system and being aware of, you know, different attachment styles and things like that. As we navigate from this place of just like, okay, I don't even know what gender you are. I don't even know what where your sexuality goes I don't know if you're open or if you're more closed or what it's going to approach between us for us to really just have so much compassion for the human body as it navigates that level of unknown yeah compassion is totally it it's mm. it's really there it's really there and especially during these terms of in talking about um you know the patriarchy and talking about what happens when people are in that toxic masculine or in that toxic feminine because also going through my my journey within my own masculinity um has brought up a lot about how I had just been throwing out this term all the time like oh the toxic masculine the toxic masculine you can really jump on that mm -hmm. and just like have a have a real time just <laughs> being in that blaming and you know whatever and it's not really until you come back to that compassion mm -hmm. um you know, that we're all just people and it's, we're just doing our best and we're all just handed um, whatever traumas we are, whatever astrological framework we get given, whatever our family lineage from whatever culture comes through. And once we do move through any of that anger or rage or grief or sadness, um, always coming back to compassion is, is just the place that we want to be in because it's, that's what's going to be the most um yeah healing from the body and also like again with being in that space of compassion you're not in that reactive space if you're going to speak to someone or talk to your lover or you know maybe someone's said something to you and you're straight away just in this real reactive space um it's not going to be good to express whatever you're feeling from that space so being in that space of compassion means you can be in that mm -hmm. that real mirror mirror space um and so yeah just communication through compassion is just one of my favorite things to be in at the moment um because it's just the key to everything for me agreed I feel like that is a beautiful space for us to like <laughs> put, it, put a lid on the, on this particular part of the conversation because it's just 
like yeah we've just gone through like defi defining you know opening those intersections of what then happens and it's like what is going to make all this work compassion <laughs> yeah and for all layers of it and for every single person involved in the people you know polarizing against it and also the people that are inside of it it's just like compassion 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 so yeah really really grateful for you and for this conversation and where that has opened and led us to so um, I will ask you, is there any way that people can get in touch with you and the kind of conversations that you're having and what's up with, the, with your world or at the moment in creativity? Yeah, um, so at the moment, I suppose I am um, really just redefining how I can move my breathwork facilitation and sexuality kind of healing space together because outside of working actually, in the parlor, I like to do a lot more, you know, sacred healing, spiritualotic journeys mm -hmm. with people and actually more so working with queer people. Um, <clears throat> working with queer people um, and doing my own journeys outside of the parlor means that there's obviously there's a lot of discussion on boundaries and consent and a lot more trauma informed. And it can be basically just from talking and, you know, light touch to, um, a full spiritual or erotic journey and that could be for, with someone who hasn't had touch in a while or who wants to experiment being with a woman or you know if there's a part people are in a partnership and it's somebody's birthday and they decide like oh let's order queen and wrap her up in a red bouquet and then she jumps out of the out of the uh the closet and then is you know some luscious third unicorn for a, an evening um I wouldn't say no to things like that um, so yeah, I can go between the spectrum of, um, yeah, being, I suppose, a unicorn to doing actual healing, spiritual erotic journeys, um, as well as that, there's a lot of breath work that's in that I can do separate breath work sessions as well, which don't have anything to do with, um, taking clothes off. And then of course, inside of that, um, I am just trying to work on my rap album at the moment, mm -hmm. AKA Hanaki, um, which is a lot of spoken word, a lot of rap, a lot of just random recordings of my process, um, which, yeah, I think is, is really cool. Um, and so just trying to interweave all of that at the moment, um, as well as doing this thing called Jar Club, which I really like up here, J-A-R, although it does sound like J-A-H, like Jar Club. Um, <laughs> which is a lot about uh, the pushing the trade economy, um, personal trade economy. So you get five people together and then um, every two weeks you meet up and you make something. So either a food or a beauty product or something. So you could make pesto, you could make chili oil, you could make like a, a scrub you could put on your body. Um, and then you would make that and put it into five jars. And then every two weeks you would meet up with your club members and the five of you have made something and you all trade. So um, I'm really big on the trade economy and just creating and also the, the kind of more alchemist um, side of me, which I really, yeah, which is a big um, outlet to my own creativity. Um, and then, so yeah, in terms of finding me, I'm Han underscore Marco, um, a website, Han Marco also, I do photography anywhere from sensual images, sensual nudes to like full blown erotic pics of people fucking um, to also just anything that you desire, content, especially if I'm into it, then that's a vibe. 
Um, I also make my own product, which is a lighter necklace, um, which looks like this. Oh, I've um, seen these. It's so yeah. Cool. Yeah. So they have all different crystals on them. <clears throat> they fit a mini Bic lighter um, and you wear them around your neck. <clears throat> so that was, um, yeah, you can find that, the good lighter. That's also a lot about um, intentional partying, intentional drug and alcohol use. Partying with purpose is also a another spectrum of my um, multifacetedism. Just did one of those workshops at Earth Freak. And um, yeah, someone who's gone through a lot of addictive um, patterning um, and yeah, just really wish to share more around how much we can gain from the transform transformational time of drugs, medicine, party and connection, um, which yeah, feels really good and resonant. So the party with purpose is also on my website. Probably some more things, but I think that's enough for now. Um, so yeah, thank you for giving me the space to share myself and have this conversation um blending between all of the different all the different intersections that we touched on which I feel really excited about um always just learning new things um and just being able to yeah be beautiful mirrors for each other so thank you so much yeah likewise this has been a really sweet way to kind of get to know you and get to know a bit more about what you're up to so yeah very grateful that you've come on and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this episode coming out and touching people. So yeah, thank you, Dallin. And um, yeah, see you soon. Thank Bye. you. Bye.